From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, patriots of all ages, welcome to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary, and very proud of the fact that we have been voted as one of the top 20 black conservative podcasts on the internet. Uh, We're at number 16, but it's still a great honor to be even in the top 20, Uh, and Well, we're hoping to be worthy of earning your trust and that particular ranking. And thank you to the folks at Feedspot.com for this tremendous honor. But, folks, we've got a lot of work to do today. And this is the day that a lot of people have been waiting for. Um, Before we get into all the wackadoodle craziness of that... uh, Always, you can send us email at inblackandwrite at gmail.com. You can also send, uh, check out our website, inblackandwrite.net. You can check out our online store, buy some merch, help support the show as it grows. Uh, also, we have a donation uh, button on the upper right side uh, if you want to uh, give us uh some financial support as we help the show grow and get well moving up the ranks from the 16th spot maybe higher but i'm looking forward to it it's a great honor to have that but folks this is the day that a lot of people have been waiting for congress is now back from its recess and kevin mccarthy is starting to throw out all the shiny toys and uh, and let loose the squirrels. You know, oh, here's a squirrel. Uh, because uh, as of about a couple of hours ago, uh, a little after 11 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, Speaker McCarthy came forth and announced that he is greenlighting an impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. <sighs> Ugh, even though I... Shouldn't have said president, but still, pardon me. But yeah, so now here comes the real backlash because the timing of this is absolutely indicative of what Biden's going, what not Biden, McCarthy's going to try to do over these next few days, uh, next couple of weeks, as far as producing a continuing resolution well not to be uh outdone his main rival that would be congressman matt gates from florida's first congressional and yay thank you uh (laughs) congressman gates for uh making florida proud but apparently what mccarthy did about an hour before uh what Matt Gates did was give a five-minute speech on the floor of the House, and I want to play it for you because this is exactly what the House should be focusing on 
not so much the Biden impeachment, even though it would be nice, but there are bigger issues. And I will let Congressman Gates just uh, put them uh, out for you. So I want to play this in its entirety because I don't want anything taken out of being accused of being taken out of context. So uh, here's Congressman Gates. On this very floor in January, the whole world witnessed a historic contest for House Speaker. I rise today to serve notice. Mr. Speaker, you are out of compliance with the agreement that allowed you to assume this role. The path forward for the House of Representatives is to either bring you into immediate total compliance or remove you pursuant to a motion to vacate the chair. We've had no vote on term limits or on balanced budgets as the agreement demanded and required. There's been no full release of the January 6th tapes. As you promised, there has been insufficient accountability for the Biden crime family. And instead of cutting spending to raise the debt limit, you relied on budgetary gimmicks and rescissions so that you ultimately ended up serving as the valet to underwrite Biden's debt and advance his spending agenda. Mr. Speaker, you boasted in January that we would use the power of the subpoena and the power of the purse. But here we are, eight months later, and we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden. That's how you know that the rushed and you know, somewhat rattled performance you just saw from the speaker isn't real. At this point during Democrat control over the House of Representatives, they had already brought in Don Jr. three times. And we haven't even sent the first subpoena to Hunter Biden. Power of the subpoena and power of the purse. Only thing the 118th Congress is known for at this point is electing Kevin McCarthy speaker and underwriting Biden's debt. And unfortunately, there's only one of those things we can remediate at this time. Power of the purse. Our leadership right now is asking us to vote for a continuing resolution. A vote for a continuing resolution is a vote to continue the Green New Deal, a vote to continue inflationary spending, and in the most troubling of fashions, a vote for a continuing resolution is a vote to continue the election interference of Jack Smith. Mr. Speaker, we told you how to use the power of the purse. Individual, single subject spending bills that would allow us to have specific review, programmatic analysis, and it would allow us to zero out the salaries of the bureaucrats who have broken bad, targeted President Trump, or cut sweetheart deals for Hunter Biden. September 30th is rapidly approaching, and you have not put us in a position to succeed. There is no way to pass all the individual appropriations bills now, and it's not like we didn't know when September 30th was going to show up on the calendar. I must be better, you must be better, and this House must be better, for it is the last best hope for tens of millions of Republicans. We demand real oversight against this weaponized government. Just look at the bribery. If tens of millions of dollars flowing from foreign corrupt people into the bank accounts of the Biden family wasn't enough for actual impeachment, why were we even looking? Joe Biden deserves impeachment for converting the vice presidency into an ATM machine for virtually his entire family. We all see it. We all know it. Now, moments ago, Speaker McCarthy endorsed an impeachment inquiry. This is a baby step following weeks of pressure from House conservatives to do more. We must move faster. Now, I will concede that the votes I have called for will likely fail, term limits, balanced budgets, maybe even impeachment. 
I am prepared for that eventuality because at least if we take votes, the American people get to see who's fighting for them and who's willing to tolerate more corruption and business as usual. Mr. Speaker, dust off our written January agreement. You have a copy. Reflect on the spirit of that agreement and build on the start that we had moments ago. Begin to comply. No continuing resolutions, individual spending bills are bust, votes on balanced budgets and term limits, subpoenas for Hunter Biden and the members of the Biden family who've been grifting off of this country and the impeachment for Joe Biden that he so richly deserves. Do these things or face a motion to vacate the chair. And let me alert the country, a motion to vacate might not pass at first, but it might before the 15th vote. And if Democrats bail out McCarthy, as they may do, then I will lead the resistance to this uniparty and the Biden-McCarthy-Jeffries government that they are attempting to build. I know that Washington isn't a town where people are known for keeping their word. Well, Speaker McCarthy, I'm here to hold you to yours. Well, 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 okay. Well, it looks like the lines are pretty well drawn. Uh, sure, McCarthy is trying to do his best uh, song and dance act to not deal with September 30th. That is the date that you need to focus on, my friends. September 30th. Because at midnight, September 30th, you're either going to get a shutdown government, you're going to get a continuing resolution which isn't going to make a whole heck of a lot of people happy, or you're just going to get, you know, business as usual. I mean, I, you know, they're going to get into regular order somehow. I don't see it, and I really hate being the bearer of bad news, or, uh, but I don't see it. I don't see them getting to that. So it's going to be interesting to see who prevails. Will McCarthy and the leadership and all the moderates uh, go for the whole uh, continuing resolution? Or will the Freedom Caucus and the, the hardliners uh, have a chance to score a victory here? I don't know for certain. We're going to, we're going to learn a lot about this over the next couple of weeks so hold on to your socks folks because september 30th is coming quick and it's going to be a very very bumpy ride uh and i don't say that lightly but here we go uh so we've got that let's see what else is oh yes well now since yesterday was september 11th and we're uh, celebrating the 22nd anniversary of one of the most infamous days in American history. Now, we've already had a thoroughly lame-ass attempt by Biden to say that, oh, he was there, he was there. Uh, how about BS? I mean, you don't have to be a PhD to figure out that the man once again lied and that he absolutely slammed and disrespected and slapped in the face the 9-11 families 
and they weren't exactly thrilled. And then, of course, you send the cackler, Kamala Harris, and Mayorkas, the Homeland Security Secretary, to be your representatives. And I'm going, that has got... And that, that makes an already bad situation worse. It makes it worse. Now, one person who actually was there and has been there ever since these uh, commemoration days started is America's mayor, Rudy Giuliani. Now, Rudy Giuliani was uh, on yesterday with Benny Johnson, a fellow Floridian and uh, news guy, uh, speaking out on what happened on, Janu uh, on September 11th yesterday that caused him to leave the ceremony early. Because that's not something that Rudy Giuliani has ever done. He went to several of the funerals of the firefighters, the police officers who died. I mean, he was a busy man in the weeks after the attack. And he almost died himself uh, with uh, Police Commissioner Bernie Carrick at the time. And it was just, oh my gosh. But yet, I, I want, uh, well, I'm just going to let uh, Rudy speak for himself on this one because I, I certainly cannot do the man any justice uh, by trying to repeat this. So I'll, I'll play a portion of this uh, interview that he had. So hang on here. Uh, uh, attention were the ones who weren't there when it happened, yeah. had very little to do with it, and are now making America much more unsafe than it was then by allowing anybody to come in that wants to commit, namely any terrorist that wants to commit. Yes. We've done an entire show about how the goodwill after September 11th, all of the money, the tr trillions we've spent, none of it was spent on securing our border or reforming our immigration system. In fact, Kamala Harris just moments ago was saying that January 6th, is just like September 11th. This is a day that will live in infamy, she said. Yeah, it's hard to be there, Benny. What would you have said to her? I've gone, I've gone, you know, every year since it's, um, th this is the year where I couldn't really stay. Uh, I almost felt like I was, um, I wasn't being true to the memory of the people who died on that day to be with these people. Mm. I mean, they, no group, no administration has ever done the damage that this group has done. I, mean, I was there all through the Obama administration. I could deal with that. But to have Harris and Mayorkas there, I mean, these people are allowing an invasion of the United States to take place, and probably more than most, I have a pretty good idea of how the Islamic terrorists are taking advantage of this. I mean, just think if you were running an Islamic terrorist group and you knew that you could get anyone you wanted into the United States. Anyone. Just pay the cartels who you've been doing business with for 25 years and they'll get him in for you, no questions asked. Would you take advantage of that? You wouldn't be much of an Islamic terror, uh, a terrorist if you didn't. So um, they have sold us out. I mean, they sold us out to China. They sold us out to the Islamic terrorists. They sold us out to the cartels, whether it's Biden or Mayorkas or Harris. Uh, so after about a half hour, 45 minutes, Bernie and I decided to leave and go to a different ceremony. Wow. Mm, 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 mm. Now, 
America's mayor going to all of these commemorations and got so disgusted with Harris, Mayorkas, and all these other yahoos, and he, he just up and left. Now, that is very, very much unheard of for a guy like Rudy Giuliani, who loves New York. He loved the firefighters, the police department, and all of those who died while he was mayor. It happened under his watch. So, wouldn't a guy like Rudy Giuliani really know what the un understanding? Yes, he would. And he does it brilliantly. And he is still very loved by New Yorkers. White folks, black folks, Hispanic folks, Asian folks. They loved it when he was there. He went to bat for them after all of that. So, yeah. So this just really kind of blows my mind a little bit. Uh, but, oh my goodness. Crazy. But mo moving on to something a little bit more uh, cogent. I mean, I'm not going to forget 9-11. I have family who live there. I have my own story. And how much I was very much concerned uh, for my family, the people of New York, and so much, and, and I'll, I might get into that one day. I, I just might, but not really right now. Um, but something a little bit more uh, prevalent. Now, interesting, now Giuliani and President Trump's legal team uh, was down in Atlanta testifying about voter fraud in Georgia. Now, keep in mind that Fannie Willis uh, is already trying to use RICO statutes, I mean, like, for the mob and, and all of that, and that has got more problems than you could possibly realize. But... Their Trump and Giuliani's legal team are were right in Atlanta testifying about voter fraud. Now, remember, Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia, establishment Republican douchebag, said that there was no voter fraud. No voter fraud in 2020. Stop talking about it. Well, sorry. Uh, governor, but listen to this, and maybe you just might understand uh, why people in Georgia are not exactly thrilled with you. Illegally in Georgia, 66,248 underage and therefore Ill ineligible people to illegally register to vote before their 17th birthday when the law requires. 17 and a half years old. At least 2,423 individuals to vote who were not listed as registered. 1,043 individuals to cast ballots who had illegally registered to vote using a post office box. 4,926 individuals 
voted in Georgia who had registered to vote after their Georgia re voter registration date, thereby canceling their Georgia voter registration. 10,315 or more individuals to vote who are deceased by the time of the election. 395 individuals to vote in Georgia who had cast ballots in another state, which is illegal in both states. 15,700 individuals to vote in Georgia who had filed a national change of address with the United States Postal Service prior to November 3rd, 2020. 40,279 individuals to vote who had moved across county lines at least 30 days prior to election day and who had failed to properly re-register to vote in their new county after moving, also in violation of Georgia law. Okay. Hmm. All right, Governor Kemp and Fannie Willis and others. How do you explain that? Hmm? Brad Raffensperger, how do you explain that? You're the Georgia Secretary of State. Oh, my Lord, people. That's just ridiculous. Well, redonkulous or something like that. Ugh. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Now, I don't know how in the hell you're going to get any kind of decent trial. Uh, since, it's, it's, since the trial is scheduled to start in October, I mean a month from now, and now, you gotta, now you've got this. This information, I am sure, is going to be presented at trial in the discovery phase. Now, Fannie Willis is going to have to do some serious planning, Lucy, because her case is essentially grounded on the fact that, hey, you, these lawyers and Trump and everybody else were talking about voter fraud when there was none at least according to the governor and probably to Raffensperger as well. So, these people got some splaining to do. I mean, some serious splaining to do, Lucy. Because with all that evidence, I mean, these are numbers. I mean, this isn't from, like, War Room or Charlie Kirk or something like that. This is from doing some due diligence by Trump and Giuliani's legal teams say, hey, wait a minute. If you're, if you're going to try to throw uh, sort of racketeering charges or RICO charges at us, how do you explain this? Hmm? How do you explain all of this? People, the voter fraud was everywhere. And as far as <laughs> Brian Kemp goes, dude, you're credibility was already shot to hell before this came out so i don't know what you're i don't know what you're talking about oh we we were fine it was the most secure elections like <clears throat> right thank you <clears throat> move on 
and well speaking of moving on now this is just this is this is a bit of a crack up for me because as many of you uh, have known the governor of New Mexico uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham uh, signed an executive order last week uh, barring guns uh, throughout Albuquerque and so forth in the name of a public health emergency. Well, girlfriend, uh, what were you expecting to happen when you signed that? Boom! Here comes the backlash. And a lot of it. And over the weekend, there were protesters who came into Albuquerque with um, open carry and it was like I mean we're not just talking you know like like a Glock or like a 9 mil pistol I mean some of these folks had uh, AR-15s so it's like oh man and of course yes the lawsuits came and they're still coming there's at least I believe four different Second Amendment groups who are suing uh, the governor for this very brazenly unconstitutional act and this is coming from Jonathan Turley who is a constitutional scholar he doesn't just play one on TV he actually is one so I don't know what uh, Governor Grisham was thinking but or were you thinking but still sorry it's the Second Amendment says it that the rights of people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed by the government or hell anybody else. So yes, you got a, had a lot of people in Albuquerque who were open carry or concealed carry, and heck. I would have loved to have been there because it would have been probably the safest place in the country with all these folks. But I, I really don't know what was, I mean, was, did the governor actually think that there wasn't going to be any kind of a backlash? Was she that ditzy or brain dead? I, I don't know, but if you're really... I mean, come on, even Democrats, even some Democrats knew that this was stupid. I, I don't understand what it is with Democrats who seem to think that the whole thing with the Second Amendment, you know, they're going to be, it's going to be okay. It's like, no, it's not. There's going to be backlash. And even Democrats, actually, who are Second Amendment uh, advocates and partition, uh, practitioners, they weren't thrilled either. So this is an issue that the Democrats have always failed on. Always. You're not going to take away people's guns. And no matter what you try to do with crazy taxes or you're going after ammo manufacturers or something like that, trust me, people will figure it out. Whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not. So yeah, this is going to be really dang interesting. 
to see what happens, even though it's supposed to be temporary. It's like, mm-hmm, yeah, that one goes over like a lead brick. When has something that any Democrat says is temporary, has it ever stayed temporary? No, absolutely not. So forget that idea. But, oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. I, I, I can't wait to see what happens with this. I really can't. But, uh, well, friends, <coughs> I guess it's time to uh, call this particular episode to an end. But remember, September 30th, mark it on your calendars. That's the date that is the most prevalent right now because... If, for any reason, McCarthy comes up with some type of continuing resolution when the government is the fiscal year ends, get ready, because it's going to get even wilder than you thought possible. Because I believe Gates is dead serious when he says, if you can't get this done as agreed to back in January then the motion to vacate the chair will come and it will more than likely come from him. So let us see what we shall see. And as we end today's adventure in podcasting, always remember, hey, tell your friends, uh, you can subscribe to our podcast. Uh, you can find it on any podcast platform big small in between and just find in black and right follow us subscribe get notifications when new episodes come and as i have to get ready here for today's uh in black and right live on true patriot network i will just simply say i will see you good folks tomorrow god bless you guys thank you for your support and as always, remember, patriots come in all colors.